Hey out there, Red Sox Nation. Sox coming off a successful winning road trip. Going to be coming back to the friendly confines this week. We will talk about the first week of the season and look ahead to the Sox first homestand here on AfterBuzz TV. Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I mean, I wouldn't say they're that hot starting off the season. The heat's on. The heat is on. The heat is You're on. You're the heat. It's like the heat is on. You know, it's a it's a three and two road swing. I guess that's pretty good. Whether you like it or not, the heat's coming tomorrow because we got DP at the, at the on the hill tomorrow. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So I'm excited. Uh, already I was excited about this Red Sox season, and uh, all three of us are excited. Uh, alongside lifetime Red Sox fan Ben Fay and Kevin Finn, I'm Mike Conley. This is Red Sox Wrap 360. So, gang, I, I, we're psyched about the Sox. Obviously, we were pumped up and uh, anticipating this season for, uh, you know, at least for me, since last season ended. Uh, but um, they're, they're out of the gates pretty good. And we kind of hopped on it last week of how important it was to get off to that good stop, you know. So, I mean, a split in Cleveland, you know, with the rain out, and then two out of three in Toronto, you kind of got to be happy with that. I mean, I'm not upset with today's loss. 3 nothing loss, but you got right the longest start of the season, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. And, uh, you know, you got a Toronto team that really, quite frankly, they had to win. I mean, they yeah. needed a win today. And, uh, you know, you get the Sox looking at their flight, get ready to get out of town, pretty happy with themselves. So I am fired up about this team. I love the way they played in the first week. I mean, I was happy last week when we did this. I'm even happier right now because it's like I feel better about what we have going on. Uh, other than our starting pitching, I mean, I think everyone's getting A minuses to B pluses for the first week. Oh yeah, and Stephen Wright today, you mentioned them. I mean, he gave up two runs in the first and then settled down. It was great. Went seven and a third, I think. If that's going to be a little bit of what he has to offer, I mean, at that at that end of the rotation, I mean, a knuckleballer, and then you got to face right. You know what I mean? The I, next I day, love it. I love it. I, I'm so happy that he, that he's succeeding because then he can go out and throw 117 pitches, 118 for a career, whatever he did. You exactly. Know? I mean, it's like that rubber arm and having that in your rotation, especially when you have all these guys in your rotation that haven't gone to 100 innings. So there's going to be a lot of guys on like 150, 160 innings limits, you know. So it's exactly. good to have that rubber arm in there. So uh, I'm definitely excited about Stephen Wright. And however. During the week, there was some, uh, you know, there's some trepidation. I thought Jim Cat put it best on the MLB Network uh, telecast on Friday night when he was describing the Red Sox rotation. David Price and roll the dice. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah I, was I like, like that. Hall of Fame yeah. Jim Cat, and that yeah, is yeah. why you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I was expecting you to roll up the pray for rain, but the roll the dice is much better. Oh, yeah. Well, it rhymes. Yeah. Rain, rain and yeah. Price. That's why Not it works. So much. I think. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he looked like he's only going to gain steam as the season goes on. There was nothing there that I think he could take that, you know, as a negative from his first start. Price? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Just just as good as Avatar. And, and it, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those things. He's going to come out in Fenway. Hopefully it's going to be, you know, some heavy bats, some heavy weather, and let's just get him into uh, that winning 
feeling there at Fenway, get them comfortable, get that first win out of the way. I'd yeah. really like to see them win tomorrow. Oh, yeah. that would be nice. That would be nice. Anybody knock your socks off this week, Ben? Uh, somebody maybe you weren't, uh, you know, expecting to come out of the gates as fast? Or? Well, not somebody who I wasn't expecting. I was expecting Brock Holt to do well. Um, this is a guy that I was watching all season and just kind of slamming my head against the wall because they weren't featuring him uh, nearly as much as I thought they should. And, wow. I mean, what a start he had. He is crushing it. Um, high high averages, getting on base. Um, he did have an error. Um, I think it was uh, not not today, but yesterday. Let's mention the error after his grand slam. Grand, <laughs> that grand salami. Yeah. Barely squeaked it over the wall. Hey, it was a but, rope. Hey, that counts, right? Yeah, it does. So, uh, and, and, and a game they won there. Sorry, I mean to cut you off, but a game they won there that last year they lose. They lose yeah. that game. Set, down 7-2, to two, that team folds up shop. And, you know, that big game's over. I mean... It all goes back to, like, what we were saying last week about getting off to that good start. Because not only is it where you are in the standings and record-wise, it's where you are mentality-wise. You know? And, like, if you see your team fight through in a, in a game early in the season and that's that becomes the personality of your team and that carries out you're pitching up you're picking up starting pitchers the starting pitchers go out there with a t- completely different mindset they know that it's a possibility that they can give up seven you're still going to come back and maybe give them a win yeah. and that's got to make things a little bit easier for them every five ball to left might not be a double you know things like that. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, yes. I don't want a dog on hand, Rambo. Actually, before we move on from Brock Holt, I do feel like as much as I love the Brock star, he. I do feel like he's kind of died down, like kind of tired out, or maybe got fatigued the past couple of years because he went from maybe being a bit player and to you know becoming a full time guy. Do you think that's just a stamina issue? And much like building up a pitcher, he's going to be fine to play 155 games at a high level, 150 games, or. Is this guy more of a guy that's going to be successful playing around 130 games? Well, I mean, I think that it does when you're, especially when you're first starting out. You're, you know, you're trying to prove yourself, so you're working extra hard. Um, and kind of as you settle in, you're probably going to regress to the mean a little bit. But I mean, I haven't seen that yet early on in the season, so mm-hmm. I'm still expecting big things from him. Um, just a super valuable guy. He's got, you know, high average. It's great in the field at a number of different positions, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, something that we don't quite mention en- often enough is a great character guy as well. Never hear any issues coming out of Brock Holt. So, yeah. and, and what else does it allow you to do with the Travis Shaw, Pablo Sandoval situation? Everyone wants to say, "Well, we're not ready to, to completely turn the keys over to Travis Shaw." But if you got Brock Holt doing what he's doing, I mean, don't you kind of have to do something? Like, you can't really platoon at third base unless Brock Holt's part of that situation because I mean he's in, I mean how how are we gonna not give him all the playing time he's gonna deserve if he's playing this way I mean they're gonna platoon the outfield because they have to they gotta keep coming guys coming in and out of there so they're gonna platoon in left field so now where are we gonna go with this third base situation here well I mean it looks like it's T. Shaw, you know, and then uh, when did Pablo stat? Was it ver- versus lefty or was it just a day game after a night game? He, he got one start. It was in yesterday, there, right? I believe. Yeah, oh yeah, and then Shaw played first. And I mean, you can't write this stuff. Did you guys see the clip of his belt? <laughs> yeah. I, I missed that. <laughs> he swung and missed, and his belt exploded <laughs> off his body. Spontaneous combustion. Never have I seen. In all my years of watching baseball, 
anything like it. And it was, I mean, it's this has got to be, good. back to what I'm, I was talking about last week with just the embarrassment factor. Yeah. I mean, it has been playing on every sports channel that I've been on, on Rotate, and it's yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a tagline. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, what? It's they're laughing at the Red Sox. And not really the Red Sox, they're laughing at Pablo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, well, I don't in know. turn, don't you have to laugh at the Red Sox? They're the team paying $19 million. It, exactly. So how long, does this, how long does this go on for before they just, they just I mean, well, something happens I mean, here. I do wish the guy would do something about his weight. I mean, I... I am just looking for reasons to throw my support behind a fat guy. You know that about me. So just show me a little effort. Mm-hmm. Like you care an ounce, and I'm in your camp. He looks to me like he's gained weight since he arrived at spring training. Yeah. He yeah. looks to me like he has gained weight. He looked terrible when they, because they showed it on ESPN, had it 15 different ways. They showed the wide shot, then they showed the from behind, then they showed the belt on like <laughs> a, a super close, like close up t- shot, like mm. showing the belt explode. And I was like, dude, his waistline has gotten worse. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> I do want to defend him a little bit okay, here. Okay, because I feel like, you know, I watched last week's show, and I and I, and I did hear you guys uh, ripping on him pretty hard. Oh, you were the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he was injured uh, during spring training this year, right? He had a back issue. Um, I think that's something that, you know they're not going to talk a lot about he's going to of course say you know my back is fine i'm ready to play that's what his agent wants him to say that's what everybody wants him to say but ultimately you know you got to take some time off to rest that back it kind of takes you out of the swing of things so i think you know if we let him come back you know slowly ease him back in um you know let's see what he can do i'm not i'm not ready to cut bait on him just yet right yeah. you know how you I mean, fix a back issue real quick get rid of your stomach lose 20 pounds yeah that was gonna say work on not your only core does he have to take time off like he has to take i don't a belly I, off. You, I have oh. zero sympathy for his back issue in, in spring training because yeah. i feel like you know what were you in the right shape to i mean you bent over for a ground ball and you hurt your back yeah. uh, you know conversely though i do kind of like having him available as a pinch hitter you know and his, and his pitch hitting numbers are supposedly atrocious oh really they're abominable from what oh, i've heard man he's a terrible pinch hitter well he's gonna have to get good because <laughs> i mean i hear what you're saying we can't really give up on him now and i kind of hopped on this point last week so i'll just go buy it but you can't you, you'd be selling low on him, we're never you know? gonna get back to high we're never getting back what to happens high. if t-shaw goes down and then we the, need somebody at third Brock base. Holtz Brock Holtz is going to play third base. Chris Young plays left field yeah. all the time. Yeah. Chris Young, he played against the righty today, and he didn't look good. Mm-hmm. You know, he should be lefties only. And I was a little surprised that they didn't go with, uh, you know, where they'd given Holt the day off because he fouled the ball off his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't go with uh, Castillo. Rusty. Yeah, because, I mean, this guy doesn't throw that hard, Estrada. He's like 90, 91, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. <laughs> oh, get man. But, um, but is that after, where two right hits, after two hits yesterday, you know, or yeah. is this guy only going to face knuckleballs? He's just going to get like five, seven starts versus R.A. Dickey this year? Yeah. Is that it? Possibly. I mean, if the guy can't, if the guy throwing doesn't throw higher than 92, uh, you got to throw him in there, you know? Give him a chance. We're He's making see- $10 million a year, you know? 
Anyways, I mean, I don't care. It's not out on my part. Yeah. But, um, all right, we want to keep it on a positive note rather than just, you know, Bashing lampooning up. friggin' Panda the entire yeah. time. But I mean, I, it, it, the greatest part for me about well, this is this just really hasn't been an issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they ha- they're not focusing it on it as much as they really could be because they're winning right now, and it's, it's not an issue. I think if they were 0-5 right now, then the Panda thing would be a huge problem. Absolutely but they're 3-2, right. and two, they're playing great, and, yeah. you know, put them on the bench, and hopefully things change for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Win- winning cures all ails, as the old saying goes. Um, you want to tell folks out there to just listen to what you guys' Twitter handles are. I know it's uh, under your face on the uh, TV, but uh, you guys... Yeah, you can hit me at, at Benny Frickin' Jam. Just like it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Spelt just the way you would think. <laughs> and uh, what about you, Finn? At Kevin F. Finn. Kevin F. Finn, just Twitter. like it sounds. Just yep. like it sounds. Um, that's two Fs, two Ns. You know? Yes, it is. Correct. Yeah. correct. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. That's for uh, Kevin Frank Fenn, I believe. Francis. Francis. Yes. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so we touched upon him earlier. Uh, Hand Ram, thank mm-hmm. you very much. Is that coming yep. out of the gates very nice. Yep. Ever since he's decided, okay, I'm going to make an effort to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's unbelievable that guys still try and pull everything because you yeah. you become a much better hitter when you use the opposite field. You yeah. know? And he's, I mean, I, I don't care if he's. Fielding balls down there with a the frying pan. If he hits friggin' this well, yeah, you keep him in there. And he, I think it's uh, one of those things where he was just really mentally a lot more comfortable just being in the infield. He's clearly one Definitely. of those guys that's just since he's probably been six years old, they've been have the kid at shortstop throwing rockets over to first base, and it hasn't changed. And then all of a sudden he gets to the major leagues, and you know they want him to play left field. So I I like the way he's actually handled the transition to first base. And I mean, how do you not like that bat? And obviously, he's, he's going to be a nice transition in the DH role. So it looks like Dom yes. has that that one figured out right now. Uh, interesting thing I heard today on today's telecast. Um, they asked Poppy like who they thought would be the DH next year, and he said, "Well, there's two guys in that other dugout that are uh, coming up on free agency." We're talking about Batista and then Casillon. Yeah, mm. that'd be interesting. Both those guys have pretty good Fenway swings. Yeah. Yeah, but Batista sounds like he sounds yeah. like he wants to break the bank a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure about Batista as really? far as I, I mean, I, I, as a ball player, but I don't know if that he's yeah. a Red Sox guy. That, that's yeah. someone that they're gonna. I mean, you think they'd go out and sign him as a DH? I don't think so. Yeah. but you know, I don't think they because he's 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 a guy who's kind of a late bloomer. Yeah, and so he's looking to get paid. Yeah, you know, I, I'd like to see him stay in Toronto, or go to the NL. Uh, yeah, I know. Rick, go to the NL. I know Rick Porcello would like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he actually pitched okay, aside from the two bombs he gave up to Bautista. And they were bombs. They were bombs. Utter bombs. But, you know, I mean, he, he does have a good Fenway swing. I mean, but, you know, what's it going to take to get him? Four out of 100 yeah, million? Yeah, I, I mean, this is, yeah, this is the first I thought of that. But that would be an interesting yeah, be an interesting uh, Red Sox, that's for sure. Bat flip. So what, what I do think is interesting is... That the Sox are out on this good start, and B and B haven't started even hitting yet. You know, Bogots was like old for Cleveland, and now he's picking it up the past couple games, mm-hmm. and then uh, and Betts after that first, yeah, you know, the, the opening day game, he had a homer, stole a base. It was I was like, okay, here it is, here it is, mm-hmm. here's the here's the start of the AL MVP campaign. I was all psyched, and now he's like, what, old for. Petey hitting well, 16. though. Pedroia's hitting really Petey's well. Petey's coming on, so that's good. And uh, Poppy 
really that that's really kind of what killed that team last year because he was very slow out of the gate last yep. year. He didn't start hitting until like June. Right. And you know, to have that guy in that four hole mashing right off the that just leaps and bounds. And that way it kind of takes the heat off the Bogots and the Bets of the World, you For know, sure. and Bradley too. Um, and I and I think the other thing I wanted to talk about before yeah. when we were talking about Sandoval and having all that flexibility is that you know, we do have some flexibility to give Ortiz some days off every now and then. Like, look, it is his last season. I want to trot him out there every day and see him break the home run record and, you know, all that, right? But, but realistically, we need to get him to the postseason, right? Oh, yeah. So so let's make sure that he gets those days off when he needs them. And uh, we can, we have other guys who can fill that role. Absolutely. T. Shaw, you know? Yeah. yeah. Rockstar Junior with his versatility, mm-hmm. you know? He can play a little outfield if you need him to pinch. Boom. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I think Poppy is huge. Uh, you know, starting out, and that, that that's great for them. And uh, you, what's really been impressive for me this week has been the uh, effort of the bullpen. And we, we talked about how they made an effort in the offseason to really kind of bolster that, and mm-hmm. it shows. You know, I mean, and like now, Tanichi after his uh, appearance the other night, he's kind of getting that Toronto monkey off his back yep, yep, a yep. little bit, you know, because they always hit him. So I'm excited about that seven eight nine, and then when Carson Smith comes back, I guess he threw boom. a bullpen session today. It looked really good. So he th- and there was a, a high pitch count for a guy like him in that situation. Mm-hmm. He's got another one planned soon. So that could get weird for a lot of teams when he comes back. As far as I mean, you get past that starting, you get past our starting pitcher, and it could be lights out. Yeah, it could be ball game. They over. give you they give you six six innings. They give you a quality start, which is six innings and three earned runs somehow. It's called a quality start. You give them one of those, turn it over that pen. I, I like our chances. I've got a question for you because it was brought up uh, in this this Toronto series because it had happened in the series before the Sox get there. What do you guys think about the new sliding rule? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I'm actually, uh, it seems like I'm in the minority here. Okay. But I don't have that much of a problem with this rule. I don't either. Granted, I mean, and and what I found found really strange. I'm not sure if you guys caught this, but I'm pretty sure it was the first game the Sox played Toronto. They had just Toronto had just lost two nights before on the double play. Know, right. It was a double play. Right. Bautista slid into second, reached his hand out, and slapped the second baseman's foot. That's illegal against the old rule too. I, why is every and, and Remy? Goes on like a 15-minute jag yeah. about how can you end a game this way and this and that. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, he what's wrong here? Line what? shin. I mean, he sla- it was, <laughs> it was, it was not a baseball play. No, even in the old rules. Now I get that uh, you know they they really didn't like that uh, you know the play last year where uh, Utley went in hard at second base and broke uh, what's his name's leg Tejada Tejada's leg. Yeah. Sorry, no uh, you know. That's a tough play, but I really didn't think that was that bad of a play because it was within the rules. But now that you change the rules, great. So let's play by him. You know what I mean? And it's not a bad rule because, you know what, just like bowling over the catcher, that's not really something that belongs in baseball. And that was never a play that belonged in baseball. Now that it's out. Plays at the plate are better now. Exactly. Because it's like a slide and dodging a tag as opposed to, I'm going to drill this guy and see if he drops it. And then part of Remy's explanation of why he really didn't like it was that this is now going to get rid of the neighborhood play, which is going to change everything and make it terrible and create more injuries. And I'm like, let's get rid of the neighborhood play. Well, they have gotten rid of the neighborhood play. And that's why I'm like, 
I'm in disbelief because okay, the when you had the neighborhood play before the 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 thing the uh, slide rule was kind of like okay you could go after the guy because it's the neighborhood play. right right but now that he has to slide into the base as long as you're getting rid of the neighborhood play so he has to touch the base there's still going to be an opportunity for you to break it up exactly let's play baseball yeah. you know what I mean like I I, I was really kind of taken back by Remy's reaction because it was like I was and, and, and the the league is is from what I've seen as a whole they're like well clearly this is going to be taken care of within the next couple weeks and I'm like. I don't, I don't really see why a need. I mean, yes, it's unfortunate that a, the game ended like that on a double play, but it should have because the guy had his foot slapped yeah. and he threw wide. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the players I, will make an adjustment. I mean, like it's the first couple of weeks of a new rule in the season. You know, of course, there's going to be some borderline calls that people disagree with, but no one likes change. Ultimately, yeah. you know, players are going to figure Especially out what they can and can't get away with. Uh, I don't. I don't think that it's going to be an issue. And you know, for fans, you know, we'd much rather see the starters in there. We don't want to see starters getting hurt over you know a second base slide. Yeah, um, it's true. <sighs> I sure don't want to see Xander Bogarts going down. I'll tell you that. No. But if so, we got Brock Holt put in short. It's nice to have that luxury. Oh yeah. So um, this week, looking forward, we got a huge homestand coming up. Ten game homestand. Against, starting against the Orioles, who I just in 2016 I've grown to despise. I used to like not they're not really be bothered by them because yeah. they just oh great you get a nice ballpark down there we go down and sw- spank you every couple you know oh you mean Fenway South yeah exactly yeah. but now that the, you know they've come back and kind of bitten us a little bit yeah. and then, you know it's they have been hurting us they're a little you. problematic the, Showalter is just a good manager great manager you know. He's he got them thick in the right way. Oh, he always gets the most out of his teams. And it's like, if they get the starting pitching, I mean, that lineup is fearsome, you know? Mm-hmm. They're undefeated right now. I, yeah, I was just going to say, I think they're 5-0. 5-0. Yeah. yeah. So we got them coming in for three, three, right? And then we got an off day Thursday, and then we got Toronto coming back. Yep. Seven out of our 19 games with Toronto in the first two weeks. The AL East is no joke this year, guys. No joke. Um, it's going to be tough. Um, I think the Yankees are maybe going to be one of the sketchiest, one of the sketchier teams, yeah. I would say. Um, and even they have potential to be really good. They yeah, I mean, they get two lineup. starters that they reached 101 miles an hour. I mean, they 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 they, they got some they, arms. They have some arms, but and they're the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. They they got a li- they're a little older, so they have some some question marks as far as durability. But oh yeah, they got the talent there. Yeah, I mean the back end of that rotation. I mean, CC got a win the other day, but. He, he's going to break down at some point. Yes, yeah, he's like uh, Pinade is probably going to break down. I don't know. At some he's, point. he's probably clean now. You know, he's not drinking every night. Oh, so I can change that real fast. <laughs> I just, you know, I'll just have uh, Dave Dombrowski set me up with a uh, penthouse in uh, Manhattan. He doesn't I'll look take though to me night. like he's like dropped. All, like he's like now he's the guy that instead of drinking he works out all the right, time. Right. He he's, looks the guy that stopped drinking and he's still chill, like picking chill, up chill. a fake Bud Light can every time. <laughs> Chilling with Panda, something stressful happens. down forty old duels. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a T-bone steak yeah. right before the game. <laughs> Fifty old duels and a, a cheeseburger before the game. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, Baltimore looks tough, and then Toronto back in. Uh, I mean, th- if Toronto can get off to the same bad start that Boston did last year. I, I really kind of like that. Yeah, I don't see that. I see Toronto as, as they have a, such a great team. I have such a great lineup. You know? and, and you know, yeah. they're they're strong up the middle, which you know what I mean. You got Tula at short, and he's 
I just I really like them, unfortunately, and they're in the AL East. But yeah. I don't like them, but I like their talent this year. The black and blue division of baseball yeah. this year. Everybody's going to beat up on it. Uh, you uh, weren't here last week, Ben. We uh, What was the total on wins for the Red Sox? 87? 87? Mm. Over what do you think of that? Over under. Yeah, I would say you know somewhere between 87 and 90 would be nice. Um, Sounds like an over bet. I like it. He's going with the over. Nice. Denny's the only pessimist. He, he was the only <laughs> pessimist. What did he say? He said under. He said okay. Under. He said okay. Under. Me and him went over. Yeah, you actually wanted to go right on the number. You're yeah, like, I like 88 wins. <laughs> 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 I think it would be interesting to uh, ask that question when the All-Star break comes around. Yeah. See, just bank that in there for the for the All Star Break show. When Mookie gets ready to <laughs> show the world who he is. Yes, his first All Star appearance. I love it. I can't wait. The thing, it's only a matter of time before that kid gets exploding. Can you imagine if this the, this team is hitting the way they are, but then Betts gets going and Bogarts gets going? Incredible. I mean, if you get the starting Ooh. pitch and rolling, the, it's gonna be uh, tough. The um. Oh, what was I going to say? Um, I lost it. What do you? What, 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 what do I got? Mookie Betts is probably the best right fielder in baseball. Oof. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, he's an absolute stud. Absolute. He, but he is getting the buzz. He's getting uh, – so there is a little bit of pressure on him. There's eyes on him this year. He's He opened eyes last year, so it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's – the pressure's on this year. But I do feel good about their outfield, and I feel good about the rest of the team. I mean, it's it's just an all-around great team that you can wrap yourself around and kind of get into. And really, it has that like almost like a collegiate feel kind of exactly. because like Betts, Bogots, you know, T. Shaw, all these guys kind of came up together. You know, they so played it's together. Like, yeah, boom! Now we're doing, and you see that's why I love seeing like stuff in the dugouts mm-hmm. after one. Of, they, it's all the young guys like kind of like yep. yeah, yeah, and I'm just like. Whew. This is so awesome. And we yeah. have enough of the old regime still in there exactly. to, to kind of set the precedent for how they th- they think sh- things should run the clubhouse. I love it. I love it. Oh, well, the other thing, uh, along with Mookie Betts being a good outfielder, um, we have a couple guys that are above average um, fielders. Okay. So, you know, not only is it good for our pitchers to, to see a lot of balls going over the fences, even if it's only by a couple feet, you know, they also have, uh, you know, a huge amount of confidence in their fielders. Absolutely. So, you know, pitching for contact instead of strikeouts, um, you know, it's going to be huge for our pitching staff, I think. Oh, you could almost see the look on Price's face when Betts made that first that catch on opening day. Right? He was like, yeah. oh, yes. this is, <laughs> That's <laughs> not the first time that's going to happen. Right? <laughs> or the last time, yeah. you know. It just looked like he was like a little kid. Like he stuck his his fist into his mitt, and he was like, "Yes, like that." That's going to be a play that happens. I I, I can never remember rooting for a Red Sox team where I'm um, cheering for the opposition to hit a fly ball in the gap. (laughs) You know, it never really was just like, "Oh my god, I want to see these guys field." Yeah, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's like it wasn't like that. You know, when Ellis Burks was patrolling center. But no, uh, <laughs> he'd give you a solid 40 home runs, but maybe, maybe 30, one year. 30, yeah. Uh, maybe in Colorado. Yeah. But, he never uh, had 40. I don't know. That's that's stretch. Uh, interesting uh, stat I heard on the bullpen uh, coming into today's game. I know Noe Ramirez gave up a, a, a home run, right, to Donaldson. Mm-hmm. But before that, uh, opposing bat is 5 for 50 against the bullpen. So, so do one that. for ten? Boom. 
Hundred. 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 Mm. That is nice. A little Boston Latin math for wow. you. Wow. Nice. Boom. Woohoo. Yep. Yep. That's it. Well, if they can st- keep that up, things are going to be, irregardless of what the starting pitching does, I think we're going we're gonna to be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got Price, you got this right kid. If we can find out, I, I, I mean, one of the things that I'm confident I said this last week is that this starting rotation is not going to be the same starting rotation. Probably you're even going to see at this All Star break. So, I'm almost excited for that in a way. It's like you know, let's work through this. Let's see who we got, who shakes out, and yeah, because because now it's like you're on notice. You know, I mean, Henry Owens just threw six innings of one hit ball down in Pawtucket on Friday night. Uh, by the way, uh, Christian Vasquez caught nine innings, all nine, all nine. So, whoo-hoo. I like that. So there's dudes on down on the farm that are itching to come up, at least yeah. on the AAA level. Yeah, Double A's a little barren, but. Um, but yeah, so in you know, I, I in Owens with his major league experience last year, that's going to make him that much more effective. And you know, I, I liked Brian Johnson the few times I've seen him. I think there's something there too. So you know, and then da- like Espinosa looked good down at Single A. So they they got some arms down there in 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 the, in the minors. So I'm, I'm quite excited. Buckholtz, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, he he. April is kind of his worst month. So I'm hoping that better times are ahead, but I really wanted him to secure that two hole. You know, like it's gonna be the Bryson Buckhole show. We're gonna lead this, and it's not really. Well, it's, it's well, Price it was one dice. start. It was as frust. I, I'm noticing. You know, he's he's got uh, he's got everyone the pulse of everyone's frustration level. He's right on it right now. He's really everyone's patience level for Buckholz. I think is. Is past due, and he's earned that. You know what I mean over yeah. what he's done the last couple of years. But I mean, the bottom line is, it is what it is. He came out, he had a bad outing. It happens. You know, granted, the game started 15 minutes late. He didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like that he mentioned that. But these guys are horses. It was his first start. He was nervous. He was anxious. Yeah. He wanted to get out there, and clearly, he's mentally fragile. That's one thing that everybody, I think, get on get on the same page at this point. You know, it, he's a little bit mentally fragile. So, you know, for a guy like that, yes, you just say that to someone who's sitting at home and has to wait 15 minutes for a cup of coffee, and they say, "Well, you know, you had to wait 12 minutes, and that threw off your start." Well, actually, that that 12 minutes is like an hour to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Baseball players are creatures of habit, and you know they need their routine, especially starting pitches. St- on you know? your first start of the season, yeah. coming back when there's all kinds of questions about you. So I'm trying to keep a positive spin on the Buckholz thing. I think that's a solid arm that we can we should be happy about in the number two position. He just needs to fulfill the role. And losing his first start of the season doesn't mean he doesn't fulfill that role. Yeah, that's why I always wanted to be a starting pitcher in the big leagues when I was growing up because you know he just. That every fifth day, so it's like go out, perform. Yeah. Then you have three days to potty like Babe Ruth. Yeah. And then you know you just get back into your coming to for work a like days. a raging a hole <laughs> that day that you're important. No, you don't have to talk to anyone. No one's like, oh, get out of his way. You know what I mean? Here's your favorite chicken parm. You know what I mean? And you just get to walk in, throw it down the ground. I never eat chicken parm. You know what I mean? I eat four hot dogs. Oh, okay, here you go. And you go out and strike out ten, and they're like, oh, he's the best. You know? So yeah, it's. It's a great gig if you get it. Yeah, play golf four days a week. Mm. You know what I mean? It's nice. But it's nice. Um, so, yeah, D Price, great. Uh, you know, opening game for the Red Sox, 10Ks. 
six six plus yep. uh, innings. Yeah, so I was psyched and I, to see the bull. It was just the the opening day couldn't have been any better. Yeah, it was just so. That's perfect. what I'm hoping for tomorrow. Yeah. I, I am a big believer in like. My dad always told me there's a lot to be said in the first pitch of the game. The first pitch is a strike. That's you know, and it's like, you know, this um, probably 50% of the teams that threw the, a ball for the first pitch won or lost, whatever. But it's just a mental thing. Yeah. You come out, you win your opening day. You come out on the road, you win your opening day, and you come home, you win your opening day. Yeah. That's I mean, you're just clicking, t- checking off the things that you don't have to answer to. In August, oh well, they're a good team now. They came back, but they lost ten out of their first twenty, and mm. you know, the, the, you know, Buck uh, Price went oh for his first four. No, all we're just clicking those things out of the way that you don't have to answer to. You don't have to answer questions about. Frowl doesn't have to worry about if he's going to lose his job the first week, two weeks of the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? These are things that they yeah. need to not have happen that inevitably happen in Boston if they're not playing well. Plus, it was really sweet to ruin Toronto's home opener the other night. It's kind of fun. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? They kind of wheel everybody out like, oh, we have a banner? What? Yeah. Do they, do they win it last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Robbie Alomar know he's coming out for a division banner? Yeah. You know? Because he used to win championships, yeah. A bit shocking that that stadium has just, they built it, and it looks like they literally, do they even have a grounds crew? Do they just like, oh, well, let's ask a trip. We don't need one. How I about mean, that bounce that went over Bautista's head? Oh, that like, triple? Is that a carpet? That what do you have? Room? Was it like a rock under the carpet there or something? Oh, what happened there? Oh, my lord. That was, that, that's got to be remedied. You know? you know? I can't believe in 2016 that, uh, Shocking. that you can still have turf that's in that bad of shape. I mean, that to me is, that's enough as like Troy Tula whiskey, I don't know how they convinced. Well, they didn't convince him. They sent him against his will, and he cried about it for three weeks. But that's probably why. I mean, he's his career is going to he's going to lose time because he went up there to Toronto, and I guarantee you his range is like half of what it used to be. Because who wants to dive on that? I'm not diving mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And apparently they put in like they were saying how they put in new dirt, well, yeah. like in the infield. <laughs> what was it last year? <laughs> yeah, was exactly. it old dirt? Yeah, exactly. Was it plastic? Like, we well, haven't got new turf. Yeah. We got new dirt. Yeah, it's like, like well, well, what's the difference between old dirt and new dirt? We're saving up for new turf next year. You yeah. know, maybe we can get another division crown to be able to afford it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's shocking. Yeah, it looks it looks like like the old like uh, veteran stadium in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's, it's, it's hey, we built a new building in downtown, so we got a bunch of new dirt. The dirt in your somewhere. backyard. Yeah, better. exactly. It's, seriously, it is. <laughs> oh man, uh, who else had some uh, some great. Uh, production this week well i was gonna say didn't we have uh eduardo make a start oh i think he pitched uh i don't know if it was simulated or a simulated game, game, game yeah or some type of he just had a bullpen session or something like that yeah so um yeah i mean get him 100 because he's only going to be able to pitch 160 innings anyway so let's have that mm-hmm. towards the end of the season you know and then th- that's kind of like a pickle you get with these these depth guys like the henry henry owens and uh you know the brian johnson's down there like how much do you pitch them in the minor leagues you know because those innings count to the innings limit too you know and it's like yeah. if we need these guys in september and october and they're at 140 pitches and we're counting it down yeah, that's no good. So I'm I, sure they they have to have a good good grip on that. You yeah, would assume. You that would they, assume. There's, uh, I mean, there's a fine line of keeping that horse ready and working in between saving them. But maybe that's the deal. He's just only going to pitch six innings because he was pitching six innings and one hit ball. I mean, if this him, so. if this bullpen shapes up the way that's that's the way it looks like they're going to design their ideal win. You know, your pitcher comes out and pitches six and two thirds, and then it's over. Yeah. 
The um, before they put up the egg today, the uh, Sox had uh, six runs, at least six runs, and at least double-digit hits for the first four games. Third time that's happened in franchise history. Last wow. time, 1985. This is an exciting team. Exciting uh, team. Very, they're different. They're young. They've got a great mix. And and uh, you know, to your point about the character, I, I, I just something about the character of this team is exuding. Just from the few interviews that I've watched and how they play, and it's just fun. This is not the old Red Sox that we've known that have won a bit, and you know maybe they weren't my favorite team. But you got to get it behind them, and you got to love them. This is a team I loved on paper before they played their first spring training game, and have done nothing to dissuade me in any way to do that. You know the Pablo thing, kind of. You know what it is, but it is what it is. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be the Boston Red Sox if we didn't have something to some drama, you know, some drama in the in the, the preseason and the early parts of the season. And you know, like you guys said, maybe he comes off the bench when something happens late in the season and provides an amazing home run late in the game, or maybe he takes over for two weeks. And remember J.D. Drew's uh, seventy million dollar grand slam in the playoffs. I mean, but the, do you remember the torturous season that JD Drew had that entire yeah, season? That's what I'm saying. It was he brutal. earned that contract on that one hit. But it was tough to watch that season. That was a huge grand slam. That was awesome. So if we have to go through some of that to you know get Pablo to get a big hit in a postseason, that'd be nice. Yeah, I was t- I was telling you before we came on today, uh, Pablo's had some huge postseasons, 2012 and 2014. Uh, those postseasons, he had some of the best batting lines of any postseason, single postseason ever. Yeah. Um, and top 10. We're talking top 10 sitting with Barry Bonds and all the greats um, in terms of run, in terms of hits. So, hey, let's not cut him loose yet because if we make the postseason, uh, this guy has a track record for right. coming up hot when it counts. He's gone before the All-Star let's, break. <laughs> let's, yeah, we, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves with the postseason. Right now, I'm just thinking about taking at least two out of three from the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. And then, uh, you know, three out of four from Toronto when they come to town. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Uh, so hit these guys up on Twitter. Let them know if we did a good job. Let us know if there's anything you wish we covered or talked about. We can talk about it next week. Give us some questions about next week. Uh, watch us on YouTube. Hit us up in the comments section. Let us know we're awful or we should go in this direction. I want to hear know, opinions iTunes. on the slide rule. Someone back me up on the slide For real. rule. For you know real. what I mean? Absolutely. Give me Absolutely. some feedback on Twitter on the slide rule. I'm right, people, right? I'm correct. I want to hear more about that, too. Hey, for Kevin Finn and Ben Fay. I'm Mike Conley. This has been Red Sox Wrap 360. Thanks, guys. Go Sox. Go Sox. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.